Welcome. This is the Photo Op Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things photo and video. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is the Photo Opinion Podcast, where we talk about all things photo It is. It is. It is. So, uh, you ask some questions. We have some opinions for you. We do. Boy, do we have opinions. That's what podcasting is all about. That is... I, I mean... Where's the lie? <laughs> so uh, today we're answering some listener questions for you. We have uh, five questions. We actually had a very good question, question number six, that is um, going to be its own video on my YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. podcast listeners, you're unfortunately going to miss out on that one because the question is very visual in nature. But uh, yeah, that'll be coming to you. Only so much week. can be communicated Only over so audio. Only so much can be, can be over audio. So yeah. um, that one we're going to be talking about uh, tabletop uh mounts and stands and tiny tripods and mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. you can attach camera things to so um yeah. if you're interested in that go check out uh the youtube channel and uh yeah but for now rapid fire let's let's do some rapid fire listener questions so we have five listener questions today that we're we're going to try and answer as quickly as humanly possible so that you can you can move on and and enjoy taking some photos hopefully hopefully if you're not enjoying it what's the point <laughs> ah, I mean, yeah, that's true, too. All right. So uh, what's our first listener question? Our first listener question is, when do you stop hating the majority of pictures you take? That's the fun part. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, next question. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I, I welcome mean, to the club. I we, mean, kind of. We've talked about yeah. this so many times before. Um, the quickest of recaps on this is as you grow as a creative, your taste also grows mm. and your taste for the most part is always growing either in pace with or slightly faster than your ability to execute on that taste so you're yes, never is. ever satisfied this is called the creator's curse isn't that neat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah ira glass is a very uh, common example people will bring up um he has some great quotes about your taste exceeding your ability um but yeah uh i i have been i'm very upfront that i hate pretty much everything that i make immediately after it's done sometimes before it's done so it never gets actually finished which is great stuff. So I yeah, don't, I, but uh, I'm a narcissist. I no, understand the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the struggle. Um, yeah, the answer is uh, I think really you eventually you eventually learn to live with it. Um, you may you may be at the point where you're earlier, not knowing exactly where this person is in their photographic com- uh, career. Um, you may be at an early point, in which case it seems like the mountain to climb to get better is like beyond what you're capable of doing which mm-hmm. is not the case you will you are definitely capable of, of climbing that mountain um you'll eventually i think get to the point where you reach an equilibrium between what you know you can accomplish and what you want to accomplish next and then it becomes less of a you know pity party and more like a i know i can do this next thing slightly better than the previous you one you know yeah it, yeah and then it becomes exciting because you're like my skills continue to build and I can continue to chase more and more and more interesting things. And then it's less about the current thing that I'm doing is bad and more about, but look at how much better it was than the previous one. I That's how have, I would look at it. I actually have two quick examples. Um, so the first example is you were talking about how you kind of uh, feel like you're never going to be able to climb that hill. Mm-hmm. So um, learn as much as you humanly can. Mm-hmm. Um, there was once upon a time, I thought photo composites were super neat. And I had no idea how to do them. I considered myself pretty good at Photoshop, but I looked at the good stuff and I'm like, oh man, that's way beyond my ability. And then I saw a video breakdown of how they did that. I'm like, oh, 
That's all actually super easy, and I know how to do each mm-hmm. of those steps. Yeah. You just have to keep going. You have to mm-hmm. keep pushing yourself, and you have to have the patience mm-hmm. to execute on yeah. this very long order of operations instead of calling it quits. But that's a great point. It's an order of operations. Like a, a lot of this stuff is not, uh, you know, do some singular thing in an instant. It's like it's looks as a as a project. It looks very very complicated and like impossible to do. But if you break it down into, into smaller small and smaller pieces you can accomplish each of those pieces each step and build is easy toward you a goal. just have to keep exactly keep working yeah towards so it. it's more keeping it's more keeping on the path working towards the end than it is each individual step so as soon as i watched that workshop i realized oh not only can i climb this hill i'm already three quarters of the way up the hill mm-hmm. i am so much farther along on this than i thought i did yeah. and then i made an amazing photo composite and that photo composite i think only used like six or seven photos and now i do photo composites that use hundreds of photos <laughs> you know yeah. so you push yourself exactly. and, and stuff keeps getting better um the second little story of like when do you kind of stop hating stuff every single wedding i do at the end of the day i always even if it was the most amazing wedding, I have this tiny little twinge of some part of the day that I wish I could have done better. Hmm. Whether it was I ran out of time to get a good ring shot or whether it was I'm looking and they're, the couple's portraits, they're not as creative as, as um, I would have liked. Um, but I have to kind of detach myself and take a step back and go, wait a second. I have such amazingly high standards for myself, but I have exceeded everything the client has asked me to do. Mm-hmm. These are good. These, I, like, I'm not, I'm not saying like, yeah, rest on your laurels and yeah, it's no. fine. Don't worry you, about you it. You don't improve if you think everything that you do is is flawless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, if if you hit that point, you are stagnant. Yep. And you're not going anywhere. So mm-hmm. uh, the bad news is you will never stop hating it. The good <laughs> news is that drives you to be better. <laughs> Healthy equilibrium, ideally. (laughs) What's our next question? Good luck. (laughs) Uh, Next question is, uh, I missed an important shot at a paid gig. What do? (laughs) What do? Oh, rough. Um, Well, the only time that I can think of that I missed a shot, um, it was at a wedding, and I made a joke with the couple. I'm like, hey, hey, uh, guys, did did I fall asleep? And miss your first kiss? Or And then they just kind of looked at each other and had this moment of, oh, no. We forgot to do a first kiss. It was it was a two hour Catholic ceremony, and the priest just forgot to do that part. They're like, "That never happened." I'm like, because I was sweating bullets. I was like, "Oh no, I missed their first kiss." You know, the most important part of a wedding. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Um, let's let's say that it is your fault, and you mm-hmm. do miss the first kiss. Mm-hmm. It did actually happen. Um, um, be a professional. Yeah. Like, own up to your mistakes, mm-hmm. apologize, well, see what you can do to make it better. And what you said, I think, is exactly that. Like, you were, you know, you you immediately put the blame on yourself. You're immediately like, hey, did I fall asleep? Was it me? It wasn't like, you guys didn't have a first kiss. What's wrong with you? I it's know. Like, I, I said it's that your in thing. a joking tone because yeah. I'm like, oh, no, did I actually fall asleep? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like this was such a long ceremony yeah. and they put me in a photo pit, so I wasn't allowed to move around. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my brain started doing this Wandering. thing where it was over overactive and then underactive and yeah. i started just like what, what? Yeah. but like you immediately started to own up to it is, is the point it's not you're, you're not blaming external factors when it was obviously you like you're you know you are the professional so you know all of the intricacies of what's going on however people can smell bullshit 
pretty they well can. and yeah. like if it's if it's on you you should probably own up sooner rather than don't, later <laughs> don't make mistakes yeah don't don't wait and see if they notice yeah type yeah. thing because um, they probably will they probably will mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. yeah so own up to your mistake um see if there's anything you can do to fix it with the client uh if it was like a corporate event and you missed something important and that's the reason they hired you you blew it but yeah. you know what? You just had a very valuable lesson, and mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. let that happen again. Yep. So whatever sure. mistake you made, uh, whether you uh, your memory card was full at an inopportune moment, or mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. your battery died just before the speaker walks up to the podium, yep. or whether you were you know trying to get mom or some baby or something in the third row and you didn't realize you had to turn around and they were doing mm-hmm. their vows whatever it this is, is why wedding photographers often are like dual wielding yeah. <laughs> like what? if you're new and you've seen wedding photography like new to photography you've seen wedding photographers with two fully set up cameras on their hips yeah I've contingency a, plan i've tried that a couple of times <laughs> but it at least personally to me it creates an editing nightmare well i don't mean so. yeah and i don't mean literally at the same time i mean oh, like no. the fact that people I've have seen, i've seen full that too. backup sets ready to go absolutely is to s- try to solve these absolutely. problems so yeah. so whatever it is the mistake that you made fix it don't let that mistake happen twice yep. um let's let's say this is not your fault for example wedding first kiss mm-hmm. uh there's one wedding that stands out in my brain of i missed their their vows their ring exchanges their first kiss pretty much all of it hmm. wasn't my fault would you like to know why yeah how, relatives how with happen? ipads oh okay <laughs> yeah people Great. weren't people didn't just have blocking phones. your sight line they were blocking sight lines standing in the center aisle wherever there were at least 10 or 15 relatives who had full freaking sized ipads wherever i went and i could not dodge them so i had to be super honest with the couple and i said look i didn't include any of those so there are a lot of these parts missing. Mm-hmm. If you would like to see them, I can show you, but you're never going to print them. They're mm-hmm. never going to be in your album. There's no reason you need someone's iPad in your... Like, there were one or two yeah, shots yeah. that I tried to get creative, and I tried to get a picture of the person's iPad taking a picture oh. of the thing, but <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. too wide angle, and like yeah, they were yeah. too far away. To, so there were a few that I tried to be like tongue-in-cheek of like, yeah, there were a lot of iPads at your wedding, but like just 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 have an honest conversation with them and be like, mm-hmm. look, here's what happened. This wasn't my fault. There were too many people with iPads. Mm-hmm. This is the best I could do. Yeah. Yeah. You're sympathizing with them at the very least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also sorry that this happened. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the best I could do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're still mad at you, fall back to my previous answer. Stop shooting pictures with iPads and video, please, please. Well, there's that, but, <laughs> but if, but if you cl- always look ridiculous, period. <laughs> but if the client is still mad at you, fall back to yeah, our previous yeah, yeah. answer. Be a professional. Tell them, like, what, you know, what can I do to make this up to you? And just know that, you know, sometimes you use a client and yeah. you can you can use that as a learning tool. You can say, hey, client, here are all the, pi- the pictures of all the people with iPads that ruin these shots. Here are the people that you should light on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but but even as a learning tool, like never if, invite these people to your home ever again. <laughs> but, if, but if that one's not my fault, the learning lesson for me is now when I talk to future couples, I can tell them while they're signing the contract 
contract, um, one of the part writers in my contract says, um, if there's something that your venue doesn't allow me to do, then I'm not going to be held liable. For instance, yes. if your venue doesn't allow me to use Flash in the sanctuary, if your venue yeah, yeah. says you're not allowed to go up to whatever, you know, up to the front type thing. So, mm-hmm. so it does have a writer in my contract that protects me legally for, for kind of missing or not getting the optimum shots for some of these moments if the venue says you're not allowed to. I say, okay, of course, I'll do that. But when when I'm explaining this to the client during the contract signing, um, I also bring up just the side case of just like this also covers relative with iPads and mm-hmm. just kind of like some of the other goofy reasons why it's not my fault that I might miss a shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can be a recommendation for future clients. It's like, hey, got a bunch of relatives with iPads. Tell them to leave them at home. They don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> We have a photographer. Yeah. We don't need you to do this. And yeah, I've I've even done some unplugged weddings where they're where they're like almost overly stern Mm. and Mm -hmm. um they're and the officiant's just like, hey, no one, nothing, anything. And from the back of the room, I'm just kinda like, as long as none of you are in the center aisle, I'm cool. Just like (laughs) stay in your seat, please. That's reasonable. (laughs) Reasonable. Um yeah, there you go. That was that was a very long answer for a very simple question, but it is tough. We, we feel for you, but yeah, take it as a learning opportunity. Sure. Uh, question number three. Number three, I'm 15. How do I start and become better as a very young photographer? Ooh. Ooh. Practice. Yeah. Get better. Yeah. Get good. <laughs> I, yeah, and I wouldn't even call that very young. Like, I think that it's great that you're starting at this point, but I remember like you're what, a freshman in high school or something? I never held a camera until college. Oh, That's yeah. young for me. I, I remember doing photo cl- classes in yeah definitely at least in early high school if not middle school so don't don't clown on yourself too much like you're it's cool like you don't anybody can start being a photographer at any age not a big I've, deal i've got two pieces of advice for you all right advice number one learn your tool yes read the manual yeah <laughs> rtfm I mean, kind of. <laughs> read the flipping manual um so learn your tool Know what the buttons do. Mm-hmm. Know what aperture does. Know what sh- shutter speed. Like, mm-hmm. learn all, what is a white balance. Like, yes. know all of these things. That Step number one is literally just knowing what can it do. Also, listen to our entire back catalog. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> That'll help. Um, th- to, to kind of advance you past that, knowing what the tool does is one thing. Knowing mm-hmm. how to apply that to your photo is something entirely different. Yes. But you have to know the tool before you can apply it. Mm-hmm. So and, learn and, your tools. And to some degree, learning how to apply those things is just going to be through practice. Like you just need to put yourself in many different situations yeah, and learn absolutely. how they, how your camera reacts to those situations. Um, my second piece of advice is give yourself some kind of an assignment um, mm-hmm. and give, also give yourself the grace and latitude to fail spectacularly. Yeah, this is a great time to fail. Um, you know, theoretically, nobody's paying you right now. So failures are learning opportunities you don't have to explain to a client how things went poorly um so all good (laughs) this is an episode of a podcast that we've wanted to to do for a while and have never mentioned it but once upon a time i did an underwater shoot with stewart Mm. and stewart's now wife and it went spectacularly horribly uh not a single image was usable that day we learned a lot it was fun though (laughs) <laughs> it was it was fun uh there was a there was a whole peanut gallery kind of watching us uh from the pool side um yet yeah, no it was it was bad uh like we learned five or six lessons that were just like okay next time fix this fix this fix this fix this we need to reattempt we just that. messed up 
so much. Um, and, and I have like a, all the gear to reattempt it properly now. We need to reattempt. We just it. need to. <laughs> um, but but I th- but I think the point of that is that is the most spectacular failure I've ever had. Most of my other assignments, um, it yeah. might not live up to my expectation and I just figure out how to make it better and I Mm. keep practicing Mm -hmm. and keep trying but for that particular one of just like it was a failure it was a complete failure but that's okay I learned so much from Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and ignore people on the internet that nitpick you yeah there's that there is that (laughs) so yeah good luck learn your tools practice give yourself assignments and the grace to to learn and good on you for starting uh, at that age Yeah. yeah all right Next question. All right. Next question. Does full frame make sense for non-professionals? Oh, man. I, I use No. This... iPhones only. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use this analogy so often. Are you a person who needs a truck or a person who needs a smart car? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what you do. Non-professionals, please buy full frame cameras more frequently so the price decreases and then <laughs> i can buy them cheaper please hey i like that that's a good piece of advice there um i mean there's there's a lot of really small kind of nitpicky reason yeah. like iso performance yeah. and depth of field and like there were a lot of these other things that were kind of in this person's question mm-hmm. um we don't care about any of that garbage mm-hmm. um are you shooting like landscape or real estate where you need the full uncropped mm-hmm. like field of view? No. All right. Well then do whatever matches your yep. style and your wallet. Yeah. Ta-da! Answered. Classic. Uh, we, we've covered this before, but a, a classic answer to this is basically the gear acquisition syndrome answer, which is, does it provide you a capability that you actually need that you currently don't have with your gear as it is? It's true. And you really need that? Okay, maybe it's worth it. If not, practice more. I don't know. Do something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other, it's uh, going full frame is not going to make your composition better. No. So. Or right. will it? It won't. It won't. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. Oh, last episode we talked. Or last episode uh, we recorded it, but they're, they're posting out of order. Next episode. Oh, so this is a preview. Mm. Um, we talked about uh, things that make us argue with people on the internet. Um, if someone says get a full frame camera that'll make you better, I will absolutely jump in and tell them that that person is wrong. You're ruining the illusion. Oh, of continuity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. All right. Um, last listener question for last today. Last listener question is very simple, but also very complex. What makes a great photo? Well, we're going to talk about this for the next half hour. Um, <laughs> what makes a good photo? Do, I, I have an what answer. What makes good art? I have, a, I have an answer off the top of my head, uh, but do, do you have any thoughts? I mean, that basically is my thought. What makes good art? Um it depends. <laughs> it, it depends. And we're, gonna, we're going to explain no further. Leave yeah. it right there. It depends. No, 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 no. It depends. <laughs> mic drop. Walk out. We, I think we use, the, we use it depends so often in this. In oh, this man. Show. Uh, no. What makes a good photo? Um, uh, two, I, ha- I have two answers. Mm-hmm. There is the art answer and there is the commercial answer. Mm. the the art answer is a good photo is something that makes you feel something yeah i was gonna say does it elicit an emotion yeah so um 
a beautiful sunset could make you feel happy or relaxed. Mm -hmm. Um, Good photojournalism could make you angry or inflamed and entice you to start petitioning your local Mm -hmm. representative for change on whatever the object is. It makes you care. It makes you feel Um, it could be, it could be something that if it makes you sad or melancholy or, or whatever the emotion is, it makes you feel something. The worst photo is a photo that you just go, meh. Wait, does that mean that like HDR puke photos are actual art because they make me disgusted? Because they make you angry? (laughs) Yeah, angry and disgusted. Um, I think we need to put a little asterisk on my answer. No, those are, those are objectively bad. No, but but uh, but like photojournalism, you know that yeah, that yeah, yeah, type yeah. of anger, not just mm-hmm. something of this is genuinely a bad photo mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. oh, make me feel something. The, yeah. the opposite of love is not hate. The ap- opposite of love is apathy. Mm. If I do not care about your photo at all, it's a bad photo. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's what makes a good photo. We could talk about color and depth of field and subject and eye movement and there yeah. are so many things we could talk about. But the short answer is doesn't make you feel something. Yeah. And that's and like I like that, but that's also a hard one for me because like some of the most you know like expensive prints ever sold or photos ever sold or like uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a classic one of it's like just grass and like a a a canal and there's like nothing behind it. It's like super plain. I can't remember somebody somebody listening to this is gonna be like it's this. How do you not remember? But it's a really famous super bland photo. It was one of the most expensive, maybe still the most expensive sold ever, like two hundred million dollars or something. And I look at it and I'm like, I don't care about this at all. Like this is the most bland. But the person who paid a bajillion dollars for it. And I'm like, is this a scam? Like could be this doesn't elicit anything in me I, like it's just super boring and uh some of the art market yeah. is absolutely a scam but yeah. um in general a great photo is something that makes you feel something now yeah. now the flip side to that that is the art answer there is a commercial answer yes so uh what makes a good photo does it do the thing that you were hired to do yep. for example will somebody pay you for it <laughs> yeah for example is it of a landscape photo will someone buy it mm-hmm um, if it is a uh, if it's a headshot for an actor, that is a good headshot. If that actor gets work, yep. It doesn't mean that the actor that the actor needs to have the best smile in the world for it to be a good photo. No. They could they could be hit with the wrong end of an ugly stick, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a good headshot if it gets them work. Yep. Like yeah, like that's that's really what it comes down does it to. Do the job. Um, for e-commerce, does it make people uh know what they're getting and enti- say, "Ooh, this is nice," and entice them to click add to cart? Mm-hmm. Like honestly, that's what it comes down to. Is, yep. is um like the the all the iPhone photos that are on the side of buses? They make people flock to the Apple Store and buy it. Mm-hmm. That's a good photo. Does it accomplish the I, task? Does it accomplish the task? Nothing else matters in the commercial sense. Uh, unless you're accomplishing the task, right? Yep. yep. And if your task is not buy, even if it's like PR or marketing or yeah, something, yeah. Mm-hmm. does it make people look at your thing and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like them as a company mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Okay. I see what they're doing. Cool. Yeah. The next yeah. time I think about whatever, I'm going to think about that yeah. eco-sustainable ad campaign and buy this brand yeah. instead. Like, yeah. Brands, brands want you to personally identify them and they want you to think that buying their stuff like somehow reflects on you as a but person. Yeah. That also makes you feel something. Yep. So, so maybe it's, there you art. Go. maybe wait, maybe ads are art. 
Could be. Uh-oh. Could be. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, we could talk about that. That's interesting. <laughs> anyway, yeah. What makes a good photo in a commercial sense? Does it do the thing it's intended for? But as an art sense, does it make you feel something? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that's a decent way to wrap up this episode. I think so. So um, we have a couple few more uh, fun things coming for, for you down the pipeline. Um, and if you want to hear this, if you want to ask us any questions, please send in those questions. So two different ways. You can email us at... Hello at photo-op.show. Or you can leave a comment in the YouTube video for this episode. Um, you can also join our Patreon, patreon.com slash nomcreative. Um, mm-hmm. Right now it's just a $1 tip jar, but that helps us keep the mics on, keep the lights on. So we can pretty much guarantee we'll respond to your question if it's on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're putting money behind it. 100%. We're on that. <laughs> uh, we will... We no, will we love listener questions. Your... If you can't donate, it's fine, but <laughs> just saying. Donations are great, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll absolutely answer your question. So please send in those questions. Let us know what you want to hear, um, and when after the next batch of episodes that we just did come out, we will get to your listener questions. So yes, thank we will. you so much, and we will see you next time. See you next time. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.